0: Hey, send up.
1: Hey, Phil.
0: Let's continue chit-chatting tonight.
1: Yes, please. Hey.
0: And- Welcome to another episode of Pandas Talking Games. I'm your host who's pretty chill that I'm not writing episodes this
1: week. Phil. And your name is. <laughs> Damn it. You know, I normally so fix this sort of thing. proud of myself. Thing, but I'm not fixing this sort of thing just now, so they're all going to get to hear that cold. <laughs> anyway, and I am your host who is very pleased to be not dealing with editing because I unfortunately have a sick pet situation occurring, Senda.
0: Yeah, so um, just a quick reminder, if you are um, new to the show, that somehow you have found us through a if-you-listen-to-us-you-will-love-us um, campaign campaign. Um, <laughs> These are not our normal shows. This is our, I believe, third of what we are calling our chit-chats. Fourth of what our, we're calling our chit-chats. Um, these are a little more relaxed. Um, we are still dispensing uh, decent gaming advice and uh, conversation, but uh, we're not doing our fully scripted nor our fully edited episodes. If you do want to... um hear something like that, like you've stumbled onto us and you're like, well, I wonder what the rest of their show sounds like by all means hit our backlog and hit anything with a number.
1: Yeah, there's over 200 episodes right. of it. So, just hit anything
0: with a number and you'll 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 get a feel for what we sound like um, when we do the show under our normal circumstances. But uh because we're both still in lockdown because uh the world is still in the midst of a pandemic, um and we are prioritizing uh our own self-care, uh we are doing the show in a relaxed format, which is uh no scripting and no editing. Um, which allows us to still chit-chat together, which we love, uh, and produce shows for you, which we hope you enjoy, but uh, take the less fun parts, the parts that wear on us a little out for right now, uh, which makes life a little easier for both of us.
1: Yeah, so all that said, um, you will find the outtakes, as you may have already noticed, for this episode are Embedded it within the episode itself, like Easter eggs. In cook- you have to find them. In cooking
0: terms, we have folded the outtakes into <laughs> folded
1: the outtakes gently, gently, yes, gently into the show so that it won't lose its fluff Yes,
0: exactly. Um, in yes. indeed, indeed. Now-
1: so our- art. <laughs> now we're going to bake it. Yes. <laughs>
0: um. Well, we have to be careful with that statement. You are actually in. Um. You are in a state oh. where baking is. Um.
1: That's totally, yeah, that's completely different path than I was even yes. thinking of. I was like, in my head, there was angel food cake No, I happening. was with you. Gently like...
0: Fold is, right, I, I was totally with you. Yeah. Um...
1: Tonight, I gently folded spring onions into like a cool, savory pancake batter and made like these neat fried spring onion pancakes. Oh, I know. When we get to the when we get to the end, when we
0: get to the end, I want to I want to ask you about that that recipe because um, I love scallion pancakes, and I saw the picture of them, and I really would like to make some myself. Okay, anyway,
1: it was easy. Depart depart
0: from that. um, (laughs) Our chit chat (laughs) episode tonight is going to have two main topics: Uh, things in gaming that that are giving us life. Um, and again, mm-hmm. uh, shout out and much love to the Gauntlet podcast for introducing us to the phrase giving us life. Um, so uh, things in gaming that are giving us life. And uh, we'll follow that up with uh, something a little different for this chit chat tonight. Things we are watching that are giving us life.
1: Yeah, we figured we talked about the kitchen enough, although we could keep. Oh, talking we about could
0: because I made some stuff and so did you this weekend, but we'll not. Yeah,
1: if you're if you're a Patreon backer, you might hear more about the kitchen stuff. In the outtakes that I'm also not editing.
0: Right, right. So with no further ado, Senda, what in gaming is giving you life this week?
1: So I finally got to play This Discord Has Ghosts in It. Um, You all may recall that I have been going through my pandemic gaming um, with a a specific lens on like, what are the things that I can play? that are built to be played online, that excel at playing online, that this is actually the experience that this game was intended to deliver to you. And so I've been working my way through um, a list of those games and my my group only gets together once every couple of weeks, so we're not flying through it super quickly, but we are definitely moving through some games like that, which I love. Um, So this last week we got to this Discord has ghosts in it and of all of the games that we have played right now um, remotely that were sort of built for this kind of thing of which we played a bunch now um, it was my favorite and it was my favorite because it used the the tools that it had right discord um, in an extremely unique way to be genre reinforcing and it played Really brilliantly. Um, it, it's still under development. They're still making changes to it. There's some things that um, we tweaked on the fly as we started playing it, um, just in terms of like setup, you know, giving people time to plan and, and that sort of thing to basically have a little bit more prep behind it. There are some things that I would tweak a little bit further in terms of like giving people a heads up so they could go out on the internet and find resources and, and stuff um, to play with and have them close at hand instead of trying to um, hunt them down mid-game. But like overall, that has been my best, um, this game specifically written to play online experience. And I'm super excited about it. And I, I'm basically now like mulling through a Gnome Stew article talking about um, why that is. And I think what it comes down to... Um, just to, to summarize, like, why I'm super excited about it is they took something that Discord does, which is that you can have both text chat and voice chat, and you can have them simultaneously, right? And, um, you know, that's just a thing that Discord does. Um And they they took that and instead of it being a game that's like, you know, a a real world simulation of it still being Discord where um, you have, a you know, we're seeing a lot of games and some of them are very cool. Don't get me wrong. I played some of them now and I really enjoyed them of things like, you know, we're going to use Zoom to have an office meeting, but it's about angels. That was really fun and cool, but we're using Zoom um, to have an office meeting, which is something that we already do with Zoom. Um, but we've changed the characters who are having the office meeting, right? Which is the fun twist part. The cool thing about this Discord has ghosts in it is that it's not about Discord at all, at all in any way, shape, or form, but it uses the functionality of Discord to really effectively um, create the feeling of the weird kind of broken communication that we tend to associate with like supernatural investigators communicating with the supernatural. So... It's really cool. <laughs> really enjoyed it. And I I think that's probably the one that we're gonna play again. I don't know if we're gonna play it again next week, if we're gonna play something else again like next week, but we really might play it again next week because we really enjoyed it. And we were like, wow, would love to try it with like these couple of tweaks to it. And like those of us who are playing investigators are like, man, I wanna play a ghost, and some of the ghosts are like, I really wanna play an investigator. Like it was it was really, really, really good. And I would highly recommend it. (laughs) And when I'm saying tweaking things, um, really, all I mean is that we spent a little bit of time, we let the ghosts go off and like discuss where they were, what kind of house it was, and like, what their relationship to that location was, which was just sort of tacked on. You know, added on to the rules so that they had a little bit more to work with. And and the only other thing is since they can post anything they want, they can just text chat, they can post audio, they can post video, they can post GIFs and images, like all that kind of stuff. Um, one of the other things that they just brought up, uh, the ghosts brought up after was um, it would help if we had a little bit more time to go out and find some of those resources once we knew what we were so we weren't scrambling for them mid game right and and so i'm like cool like those are two really minor things and one of those is one of those things that my group tends to do by default which is like hang on a second this doesn't have any mechanics for relationships so um let's pause while we sort of session zero the beginning of this and make relationships um and so we did that anyway so obviously i'm very excited about it because i've been talking about it very fast yes but it was a very good experience and uh, would highly recommend. It's super cool. So
0: I think what's cool about this is that this game, um, this game to me, because um, I, I don't want to skirt your gnomes to talk because you and I actually uh, wound up chatting about that earlier.
1: Um, I mean, you can. No, no, it's okay. I'm still going to write the article about it. It's okay. Different I want I, I to it
0: come at it from a different <laughs> angle. Okay. All right. So in the past... Uh, if you look at something like Starcrossed or uh, Dread, right, that came before it, yeah, that's a game that took another toy, right? It took Jenga, right, another game, yeah, Jenga being a dexterity um, dexterity game, and repurposed it to be the mechanic for the role-playing experience they wanted to create, right? In Dread, the falling of the tower is um, your eventual death, and the falling of the tower in Starcross is the inevitable moment where um, the two lovers can no longer uh, remain separated and fall into their feelings for each other, right? Right
1: yep so oh, I love that game so much right
0: oh absolutely right <laughs> and, and and so it's a brilliant i mean both of them are brilliant in their repurposing of an existing object uh in order to make a game mechanic out of it, right, yeah, which I think is really neat um to some lesser degree, you could say the same thing about um the savage world's use of a um poker deck for initiative. Sure, that's it. Um, there are I there mean, are countless like games that use tarot capers, cards
1: capers just using like basically the betting, yeah, um, with a card right. deck is, yeah, yeah, as as genre enforcing yep. in play, but also the core mechanic. yeah, yeah.
0: And so then there's, you know, there's um there's also um, you know, I, I can't name any of them off the top of my head, but I know many I know a number of games that use tarot decks um as a way to kind of spur story forth and stuff like uh, that. Uh
1: royal blood. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Royal Blood. I've played a couple of them on Saski. Yes. And I feel really bad because I now can't remember the name of the first one. No, it's okay. The, it's the, first the one, second
0: I say them, they, they all evacuate your head, which is yes. perfectly fine. That's the, the same thing that happens to me. But here's... <laughs> wow, I just hit my mic. I'm so sorry.
1: Jeez, put your hands on your head. No,
0: it wasn't That's with my hand. Works. I moved my leg and I bumped the leg I of the know, mic. But, sorry.
1: Oh, shame. Put your legs on your head.
0: No, I, I I'm really not that bendy. Um we'll we'll talk about how I hurt myself stretching the other day. Um oh, No. Anyway, my point being is that um one of the interesting one of the interesting um designs is to take something uh that we use and repurpose it for the mechanics of the game, which I can actually cite one of our own designs. Um yeah. Connections yeah. repurposes dice. In a different way to mimic the formation of relationships.
1: Yeah, you don't roll them. Correct, you stack
0: them. <laughs> um, yes. So anyway, so there's so there's there's definitely a there's definitely a field of game design that is centered around uh, taking existing things and repurposing those mechanics for um, for a game that you're playing. And in this case, the Discord game that you played is doing the exact same thing. Except that it's now using a, an electronic uh, tool that exists, right? It, it just picked up. I mean, it's literally like picking up the Jenga tower and repurposing it, right? Yeah. It just picks up Discord and it it uses the features that are inherent in Discord, yep. but repurposes them to be um, to be a diff- to be a game.
1: Yeah, I mean, to be entirely honest with you, so a. This game experience is not a game experience that you could peel out of discord and try to play at a table. You could
0: not without significant reworking yeah. of everything.
1: I mean, it would, it would be a different game. Might as game. well just write a new game, Correct. right? Yeah. Um, so firstly, yeah, because it would be like trying to play star without a Jenga tower. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, secondly, the thing that is really interesting about it is like I was even just sitting here thinking, I mean, I played it in Discord and I won't, I'm going to play it in Discord again. Obviously, it's set up for it. and It's super easy. I don't even know if you could port it to another like chat platform.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I wonder, um, like, for instance, Microsoft Teams has uh, both uh, Teams channels and uh, conferencing simultaneously
1: yeah yeah so like the the key thing is that you have to the whole group has to be on the same audio channel right at all times and then you move through different text channels Yes.
0: Yeah. so so microsoft teams could actually pull it off but yeah. i mean you don't need to because discord's free and discord works yeah. perfect for this right like it, 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 right. it's
1: so you wouldn't yeah you're not actually <laughs>
0: like, um there's no exclusion that's taking you out of um, from just using the, the platform it's designed on. But what we're getting at is that there are a couple key components that you need and not every digital communication platform like Zoom couldn't do it because while no. Zoom has chat, Zoom does not have multi-room chat in a, um, in a conference.
1: Yeah. And actually, there's a key part of this, which is we don't want video.
0: Well, we could all turn off our video or I actually as yeah. hosts can turn off all your video. Right, um, and,
1: then, and then there's other, like, really, the sort of um, things you don't think about when you're using um, a Discord or a Slack or anything like that necessarily, but that are key components, like, you have to, in Discord, put on the permissions for that server that everyone can add channels. Right. Right? Um. And and then there's other specific things like um, as investigators, you specifically go on push to talk because you are exploring with walkie-talkie.
0: Yeah, neat, right? That's, a, that's right. A cool so way you have to, to
1: push it to talk. Right. <laughs> so I
0: think what's really like it's very neat. <laughs> so I think it's really fascinating, and I think there's no um, there's no uh, rubric to this, but I'm always interested from a uh, designer listening to other designers is. In games like this, um, it's the chicken or the egg, right? So, like, when like when Epidiah created Dread, was was he sitting looking at a Jenga tower, going, "I wonder if I could make a role playing game using this thing," or right. was he like, "I want to make a horror role playing game that has that that creates a, a tension bleed in players." And what would make good tension? Oh, you know what? Jenga always makes me really nervous. I wonder if I could make a game around that. And I, I'm wondering if the designer who wrote, um, tell me the, tell me the title again. Cause I keep screwing it up.
1: There are ghosts in this discord. Right.
0: So I'm wondering if they were like, I want to make a haunted house game that can be played online. And then like created it and made like created it into like use you, you know, like they started with that. And then, um, picked Discord as their platform to work it on. Or if it was like, I'm gonna make a role playing game using Discord and then was like, cool, now what could I do with this? Right? Like
1: Right. Or if it was like there's this cool weird thing about like audio and text interacting with each other in Discord, what could you do with that? Right.
0: right. And I know this like so I know that this is um like from a design point of view, it's hard to like There's no, like I said, there's no one way to do this, right? It's whichever one comes at you first, like whichever one is the, (laughs) like the muse, like you and I, when we were working on connections, did not start with dice stacking. In fact, dice wasn't even the first thing we thought of stacking.
1: No, Um, we knew we wanted to stack things though.
0: No, we didn't even know we wanted to stack things at first. We got
1: to stacking things. Well, we did. So
0: the progression was, we thought it would be cool to make a game about trying to Build a relationship, like the different, right. especially and and in and in, in, in connections, the difficulty of building a relationship with two people um, who are not alike.
1: Yeah, right? I'm trying to remember where we start. I mean, it actually started as a game that you were like, "Senda, no one is ever going to play this because while while it's fine to play the one person, no one is ever going to want to play the other person in this game because they're torturing them." And I went oh, yeah. Right. That. So (laughs) So, there's some iterations. Right. So,
0: yeah, the iterations, I mean, there were a couple iterations that got us to the idea of maybe this is a game about how to make a connection to somebody else. And the... The yeah. awkward dance that we go through in trying to make a connection, right? We we tell stories, we reveal things about ourselves, like we put things like we put things out there until a connection forms, and then when it does, we put a we put other things out there to build up the connection, right? Like
1: Right. The little trust falls, the little balance. Exactly.
0: Acts. So that was the idea. And then it was that phrase. The balancing acts that got us into Mm -hmm. the idea like, oh, you could do something like the reverse of
1: reverse Jenga.
0: Yeah, you could do the reverse (laughs) of of Starcross, which would then be to stack stuff. And then we were like, oh, well, maybe we could find like kids blocks or something something. to make the game out of.
1: rectangles like it's really easy to stack a Jenga tower upwards
0: yes exactly Jenga. there's
1: no tension in that right, there's we would, no scary business right we like, would
0: need like weird we would need weird, weird shapes. shapes right yeah Um. and then that's where we were like cool let's go find kids blocks because kids blocks have all those weird shapes and yeah, then we were like that'd be neat and then we were like but wait <laughs> what if there was something that had a bunch of weird shapes that, <laughs> that are that inherently hard had. to stack <laughs> that gamers already have on hand yeah, and that's how we arrived at dice. Yeah, dice,
1: and, and th- thus connections is a dice stacking game, which will eventually be
0: out someday. Um, it is uh, currently with a publisher to be put into an anthology of games for a um, uh, for a charity collection that has not come out. Uh, but when it does, we'll promote it a bit more. If you've, if you've had run into us at a con previously, you may have had a chance to play it or see it in action. Um, and uh, someday when cons come back, you might uh, once again, see us um, also. <laughs> someday.
1: Also do that as well. Cons will come. Someday my cons will come. Da, 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 I don't remember how that song no, I'm goes. I'm not sure. Her.
0: But, <laughs> but I guess the, I guess the point I wanted to bring to that was that, uh, There's. I always find it fascinating to uh, the chicken and egg question, which is like, which thing did you start with and how did you get to where you were? Right.
1: I mean, the problem is that in discussing this, I am, of course, already starting to think of ways to hack this, to use Discord in a similar fashion to play other games, because it's really just like anything in which the communication should be weird. Well, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh,
0: (laughs) yeah, I mean, there's definitely some Uh other there's definitely some other cases, um, especially if you do something with um, like, especially if you do something where somebody can control who's muted and who's not, um, you could do something like um, a game that involves like uh, asynchronous communication.
1: Right. Well, no, I mean, I was just thinking about, like, really in a very literal, like, take this go- Discord has ghosts in it and hack it. Like, what other scenarios does that style of sure. weird communication apply to? Because if you didn't like ghosts, you could absolutely do aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah, right? totally. And then it could be a game about trying to understand what the aliens are telling you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, makes sense,
1: and then you would say the people who are posting in the chat channel can you know can't post actual text they have to all agree on some sort of like um you know we always replace you know these letters with this letter or whatever it is like they, they can't text normal things and then they have to communicate by photos math and their weird warp on language right or something shit i'm gonna write this yeah,
0: see that's what happens right
1: hang on i'm writing notes all right. anyway what's uh, what's giving you life in game I, I, uh, I think that's the perfect I think
0: it's the perfect I think it's the perfect way for me to segue I'm into my section while you I'm jot some notes game. down yep. cool so what's given me life uh, this week is the concept of payoffs so um, payoffs are the things where we seed something in a game uh, we let it grow for a while uh, and then we pay it off um, by like completing the loop, right? This is the, uh, this is the checkoff's gun idea, right? If we put the gun up on the mantle in the first act by the third act, we better have shot someone with it. Um, so I, I love payoffs because, um, they are a fantastic way, as we know. I'm a big fan of campaigns. Uh, they are a fantastic way to show the passage of time in campaigns because you can culture these, um, you can culture these things, and then pay them off. And I just had one happen in my Forbidden Lands game that is nearly a year old. Now it is not a major plot point. It was actually a relatively minor plot point about an NPC. That um, the NPC is a dwarf that is pretending to be human uh, by shaving off their beard, um, saying that they're human and kind of being um, quite uh, nasty to other dwarves and things like that. But um, in our campaign, uh, Bob's character, who is a dwarf, befriended this guy grudgingly. This guy befriended Bob. And for the longest time, Bob is like, no way, this guy is definitely a dwarf, has never confronted him about it, had one very vague conversation about it once um, that uh, didn't end with any confirmation, but was like enough where Bob left and was like, no, I swear this guy, this guy is a dwarf. Uh, And so we finished, previously finished our, our first major arc. And we are in the couple sessions that are opening up the new arc. So this is like, uh, we're doing a bunch of uh, personal, uh, we're doing some personal scenes with each of the characters and we're doing some other uh, stuff as we're kind of gearing up for the kickoff of the next campaign arc. And I decided that this was the time that I would pay off this, um, I would pay off this plot line. And I had these other dwarves from the north come and visit Bob, and one of them, um, one of them reveals that he is the brother of this guy, and that uh, this guy was an outcast uh, for reasons. I don't want to get into a whole discussion, but anyway, reasons um,
1: because reasons.
0: But then he was like, "I need you to pass like a message to my brother." Right? He tells Bob's character this, and Bob's character is like, "I will do this for you." And um, it was fantastic watching the look on Bob's face as the NPC is like, I know this man. He is my brother. And Bob's like, I knew it. it. Um, And on top of it, we ended our session with Bob had um, Bob went to the town where this guy lives and uh, is just about to confront him. And that's where we like cliffhangered, right? Like we were like, we were like, okay, we're at, we're at the allotted time for the session. Next session, we pick up with this, um, with this scene, right? You know, like this is the scene we're going to lead off with.
1: Oh, but it's so delightful from a gooey good drama perspective oh it's
0: fantastic right and and so it was so good because this npc has been around since the beginning of like when we started playing which was like nearly a year ago and we're 22 sessions in right this this character has been um a a decent part of the campaign in and out and they've done jobs for this guy and he's put them up in his in and um all of this stuff so like they've had multiple touch points with this character and uh, it was just a joy to, uh, to be able to pay it off. And it is the thing I love the most about campaigns, right? So um, when we talk about, um, you know, on our normal shows where we talk about one shots and campaigns, one of the things I love about a campaign is this kind of setup and then being patient enough to pay it off later
1: you like the long game.
0: I do, because when I was younger, uh, I was really <laughs> bad at this. I would, yeah. um, I would come up with these really cool plot points when I was like 16, 17, 18, when I was in high school. I come up with these really cool ideas for plots. And then I would like I would set them up and then and then like the next session I would reveal them. Right. And one, um, it lost amou- some amount of satisfaction. Right. For not taking my time. And two, I burned through a lot of ideas really quickly, and I would like really? burn out of the game, and I would have like no ideas left for the campaign, and then
1: you would reboot it again, right? So,
0: ironically, in a parallel to uh, to other things, when you are um, in high school, um, oh I learned to <laughs> slow down my plots, um, stretch uh, them out a bit longer
1: uh-huh. for Make a last. more
0: satisfying climax. <laughs> I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, it was a lesson well learned wow. on many on many fronts for young he Phil. Looks,
1: he looks so pleased with himself. None of y'all can see him but me. <laughs> oh, that was the pleased with myself coffee smirk I just got.
0: <laughs> ah yes, indeed. Uh and so anyway, so yeah, what's given me life is payoffs, and I love when I can get a good payoff um in a campaign. And uh, this, was, uh, this was one, even though it was a minor NPC and a um, minor arc, it was really fun after a year to deliver that, uh, that
1: piece. Yeah, you made good on it. I
0: did, I did. I, I, and was patient, right? I, like, waited that one out.
1: Cool. And it, yeah, closing the loop is good. All right, yeah, let's talk about not the kitchen this week. Things that are giving us life on... Uh, Netflix. <laughs> TV. Yeah,
0: Netflix is fine. Mine was on Netflix, too. Things that were okay. giving us life on Netflix. On mine Netflix. is old. or Mine mm. is older. Yours is brand new.
1: Mine is and brand new, and I'm going to not spoilers. Yes,
0: I need to put down some serious spoiler alerts. Like, not spoiler alerts. I need to restrict you.
1: I am not. Going to spoil anything to the best of my ability because I want everyone to go watch it, but it's only been out for three days.
0: So what's given you life?
1: I mean, do you want to go first in case I don't stop talking? No, it's
0: fine. I'll stop you.
1: Okay, so um some of you may know that I really, 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 really enjoyed. Let's stop for a second.
0: If we're going to do this segment, you need to take a deep breath.
1: No. Okay.
0: You need to use less of the same word over and over (laughs) and just talk it through.
1: See, they're getting more of the outtakes now embedded in the show itself. Just folded, folded gently in like the club soda that I folded into the scallion pancakes. Um,
0: Onward, please.
1: (laughs) So some of you may know that I really enjoyed the uh, new She-Ra that DreamWorks and Netflix have been putting out. Um, And they did this. It's wonderful. It's just absolutely wonderful. And you should all absolutely go watch it. It is um, five seasons long. And the fifth season dropped on Friday, last Friday, um, May 15th. I have been waiting for it. I think since I came back from Origins last year. I think that's when I watched the end of season four. Um, Without any spoilers, the last episode of the end of season four is like the kind of cliffhanger that sort of leaves me speechless and just makes me want to scream and just, you know, yell why and that sort of thing. Um, And then they left us there for a year. And, um... So the fifth season came out on Friday, and it is 13 episodes long. I think they're about 25 minutes each. Um, we watched the first 11 episodes on Friday night Oof. and saved the last two for Saturday.
0: <laughs> that is... Uh, I, I'm not... I, I'm not I, I don't know if I'm capable of actually spending that much time sitting watching something in, like, in a row. Like,
1: I wasn't sure I would be able to, but guess what?
0: I mean eleven I is am. like five and a half hours, right?
1: We could have finished it that night, but I was very worried about my cat, and so we did not. Yeah. Um, but it was so speaking of payoffs, um, this series is one of those cartoon series that like the first season you're like, oh fun, a cute, you know, kind of kids oriented but adults enjoy watching two show. Fun. That's fun. And then season two, you're like, actually, I don't care if my child is watching this. I'm watching it, too. And then season three, you're like, I'm not waiting for him to watch this. And then season four, you're like, I can't put this thing down or I'll die. And then you wait a year for season five. (laughs) And then they do amazing things and you get the payoff for everything. Everything. Everything since episode one. They paid it off. And it was one of the most satisfying television experiences I have ever had in my life. Um, also had uh, so many feels. So very many feels. Um, I don't want to talk about anything in any sort of specific way because as I said... It's only been out for three days, and I binged it in two. So, um, actually, it's been out for four days? Yeah, no, three days. Yeah, I, I watched it all last Friday. <laughs> so I should probably stop talking there. Um, other than the fact that it is amazing, I love it. It is um, diverse in all of the directions, in all of the amazing ways, in a level of just, like, assumed Diversity that is heartwarming it makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Um, and um, and I love it. It is, it is just, um, I can't say enough good things about it, truly. Um, it is definitely a show that I, I watched and was like, I am so glad that my child and other children, um, have this caliber of cartoon that they can be watching, um, to like, you know. Help set their expectations in life, um, because it is it's truly amazing. Um, I need to go actually watch at least the last two episodes again, if not the entire season again, just because in the same way that Captain Marvel was something that took me um, a little bit of time to digest, and then I had to go watch it again. um, This did that to me as well, Um, and it was really, really, really good. I can't say enough good things about this show. if we can continue to create this kind of thing in this world, we're we're all going to be okay. There's good people out here. And I am so appreciative that someone fought to get this through and someone approved it with money and all of that stuff. Right. So, oh, so good.
0: Do you want to take a breath?
1: You should probably talk now. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else I can say without getting spoilery. So.
0: No, I think that's fair. Um, but I think what um, I think what's really cool is, um, yeah, I mean, this is a series finale, right? So payoffs are a big deal, and um, you know, a show that can be really good about paying off everything, especially the little things, right? Like the little payoffs are the treats to the people who've been watching all along, right? Yeah. Like it's easy to pay off the big things, right? Like it's easy to pay off the main plot lines because you're supposed to, right? Stories have a start, yeah, middle, but- finish. Um, but we
1: didn't know if they're right, do all right. the thing.
0: <laughs> easy, <laughs> easy. Shit.
1: You know. Oh, I'm not saying anything.
0: I'm talking in generals. Don't explode over there. <laughs> um So I think that from a gaming perspective, right? If we're talking about gaming stuff, um it's really easy to pay off the big stuff because that's that's closing out plot plot arcs. Like that's that's handling your arcs and stuff like that what's really satisfying for the long-term viewer or in the case of your game player who's been playing all through the campaign is to pick up these small things and close them out. Right. Yeah. Those little things, um, those little things are extremely satisfying. And in order to close out all the little things, you actually need to utilize a tool um, that we are very fond of that we did a whole episode on, called the denouement.
1: It's true.
0: Right? The denouement, the <laughs> cuddling of uh, of your story uh, plot, right?
1: They definitely did that in she Yeah.
0: Like, so they went through the, you know, they went through the denouement and closed out things. And, and so, which is what you're supposed to do, right? Like, how satisfying, I'm sure the show would have been super satisfying if it ended right after the climax, but how much more satisfying was it to have... Um, completed the climax and then had however much time they had to close off everything else
1: yeah it was amazing
0: yeah that's the difference right and that's um and that's what we that's what we talk about when we talk about um the denouement um, when we talk about payoffs and and those kinds of things right like that's what makes um that's what makes our story brains right our story brains very happy is that our story brains Our story brains always look for, if you start a story, our story brain wants to know the end of that story. Um, And if you start arcs or plots and you don't complete them, it makes our story brains itchy because we don't like a story that we don't know the ending to. Um, So much so that when, um, when media doesn't give us an ending, we will start to infer stuff from it right we'll just take liberties and infer things about endings of stuff because we're like well they didn't do it but I think what happened was right blah 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 blah, blah.
1: yeah because we need to end it
0: but having or
1: you can have a podcast and you think that you're like well this is kind of an end point and then like all you hear about for years later is like so when are you releasing the rest of this story yes oops
0: so yeah all right cool Um, I will do mine uh, briefly since uh, we're getting there on time yes sorry no it's fine I will use less varies and hopefully I can I can get all of my It
1: wasn't very it was really really but it was very 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 good you can talk now
0: I hope so So what's given me life this week is the same thing that's been giving me life for the last couple weeks it has been... Um, it has been the show that has kind of gotten me through lockdown, um, before lockdown, I was not watching it. Um, but all right, so here's what happened. So when lockdown started, I was like, I I needed to kind of prioritize some self care. And I was like, cool, I should just try to find stuff that makes me happy. And I, I started off by, um, watching Picard, uh, on CBS and I enjoyed that, uh, immensely but that immediately just reminded me of how much I love and simultaneously missed Star Trek in my life. Yeah. Um, so I started watching, I cherry picked an episode of DS9. I don't even remember which one I started with, but it was like somewhere in season four. And I just like cherry picked an episode. I was like, well, cool, I'm going to watch this episode. And then I was. It,
1: wasn't it the one with the, the, when the walls fell?
0: Oh. not even the right <laughs> that's not even the right series
1: i don't know that's a that next year ge-
0: oh that was we're what gonna you we're,
1: talking
0: we're gonna be we're gonna be having some remedial oh, star boy. trek for you
1: i have never watched any star trek so you can remove my nerd card now and catch oh we're not up removing later.
0: it we're not removing it we're <laughs> gonna we're just gonna have we're gonna have a book club where we're just going to watch episodes and talk it's, about it's them. It's
1: going to be an episode club.
0: Yes. It's going to be an episode okay, club. Okay, well, I mean. Anyway, I picked a Deep Space 9 <laughs> episode, not a Next Gen episode. My bad. <laughs> I started watching and um and I was like, you know, I'm just home, right? Like I'm I'm I you know, I make my breakfast in the morning or you know, after work. I was like, I'm just going to start watching these in order again. I cuz I never watched enough Deep Space 9. Because um, it wasn't in syndication. I watched the original run and then, like, in, I missed I missed a lot of it in syndication. So I just been going back and, like, watching Star Trek again. And I've been cherry picking because, in between, sometimes I actually get an episode from Next Gen. Um, I did watch that episode. That's Darmok, the name of that episode. Isn't that,
1: that where for... you started, though? And then you ended up going off and no, watching ES9? No, no, I DS picked 9? the Deep Space
0: Nine episode first. Okay. Deep Space Nine is my <laughs> all time favorite. Okay. Um, and I was cherry picking some Voyager episodes and things like that. Anyway it renewed my love for star Trek. And to be honest in what is an incredibly bleak time and a time where I have like lost all faith in my government, um, my federal government, not my state government. I'm quite relieved to have a state government that's doing something. Um, it was nice to watch stories about an organization that is built on truth, um, on duty, on honor. Um, and just like doing good and um deep space 9 is definitely the 90s star trek so it is a little grittier than um next gen next gen is the 80s star trek it is uh it is very shiny um whereas deep space 9 is very gritty um and i tend to like gritty things but uh, deep space 9 is um like most star trek is about duty and um and it just was nice to watch um, it's been nice to watch something positive, but the fun part is having watched all of Deep Space Nine. I actually know all these episodes, but don't remember them all. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like pleasantly surprised at parts of <laughs> things that I actually know have happened. Right, and then I'm like, oh, oh, and oh! then you know, like I totally <laughs> forgot the episode where Worf joins the cast. Um, Worf is from the Next Gen a series, and he crosses over to Deep Space Nine when next gen goes off the air and um i totally forgot about it, so i fell for it right like i'm watching the episode and they're like it takes a klingon to do a klingon then the captain's like get me starfleet command and i'm like huh that's an interesting statement and then all of a sudden like morph <laughs> comes walking on the station i'm like yes like, and I'm like, dumbass, you know he joined the cast. He watched this episode like 15, like 20 years ago. But it's still, it was like all exciting all over again. it's happened a couple times where I've like suddenly discovered a thing that I totally know, but I totally forgot. Um, so anyway, that has definitely been bringing me life. And it's been bringing me life um, in a role-playing capacity because uh, it inspired me to go get a copy of uh, Star Trek Adventures by Modiphius. And I started reading that and I was pleasantly surprised because that game, uh, I was worried it was going to be like a bit fiddly or like too traditional and I wasn't going to be really into running it. Um, but I started reading it and I'm like, oh, I could run this game. Uh, so I'm going to run a Star Trek game at some point. I'm not in any rush. I'm running, I'm playing and running, playing games right now. But at some point when my schedule frees up, I'm going to be running a Star Trek game. Uh, yeah. And probably going to run, I may run one. I may choose to run that one online because uh, one of the things I've discovered in the misdirected Mark community, I am not alone.
1: No, you uh, are there are not
0: some alone. other serious Trek nerds that have been kind of laying dormant.
1: <laughs> I don't know if they've really been as dormant as you seem to think. Oh goodness. I'm sorry. My computer is getting very warm and I have it stacked on top of another computer.
0: No, it's okay. This is
1: now also my workspace.
0: But people like Were-Gator, um, John Carney, um, Andy, like there have been some people who have been like um, expressing a serious interest. And I was like, you know, this might make a fun online game, like just get some really awesome humans and we'll play some Well, awesome humans that are into Trek and let's play some Trek. You can also uh- join. We'll just make you the ensign.
1: Yeah, I'm like, put me in a red shirt. (laughs) No, not a red shirt. Then I would die. I mean, you can give me a different red shirt every time. All right, let's be clear. (laughs) Let's
0: be clear. Red shirts only die in the original series. In Next Gen Forward, they change the colors between Command and Operations. Command is now red and Operations is uh, yellow. Yellow shirts die now. Anyway... (laughs) We
1: we need to get out of here. We need
0: to get out of here, and you need to learn a lot of Star Trek, is what I've I learned. don't
1: know any Star Trek.
0: It's time. I know
1: way more Stargate. Yeah,
0: it's time to learn some Star Trek. All right.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: so, uh, Senda, what we normally do in order to get out of here.
1: I, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll make one up. You
0: cool. Just we normally talk about another show on the Misdirected Market Network. Will you tell me about a show on the Misdirected Market Network that you could listen to?
1: yeah on the lounge you can join doc palindrome talking with all sorts of other cool gamer peeps and doing good interviews because you never know what's gonna happen in the lounge it could be onion and peanut butter sandwiches with Margaret uh,
0: yeah because
1: you should also be listening to bonus experience so all, right,
0: all right all right you're very sprawly tonight
1: <laughs> one
0: show was enough
1: <laughs> no. Send uh, It's because we without, we're about Shira.
0: Without going overboard, what are the ways people can find us on the internet?
1: Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the misdirected Mark forums. For sure. Or you can drop us an email, panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? So in the
0: meantime, while we're chit-chatting, um, we still would like to build up a repertoire of, of topics uh, that we would like to, to go through over when uh, things uh, lighten up a bit. Uh, So if you listen to previous uh, episodes of the show, you know that we uh, source our show completely from topics from uh, from you listeners. Try not to do this ourselves. Um, And uh, we would love to get some fresh topics so that when we do come out of quarantine, uh, we'll grab those topics and make fantastic shows out of them. And if you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirected Mark Network, please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Uh, patrons of the campaign get all sorts of interesting things. You get, uh, first and foremost, you get access to the Slack Room for Life. Uh, that is our Slack um, channel. Uh, it is just full of awesome humans uh, just there every day talking about role-playing and life and everything else. I, I can't endorse it enough. Um, I-, I love, I- that is my first place to go. Uh, When I jump online, Uh, Slack Room for Life. You get the bonus outtakes from this show when we bonus outtake them. Um, That's the thing we normally do.
1: Yeah, which just to be clear, there are bonus outtakes for every single one of these chit chats. Yes. I'm just not editing the outtakes. We're recording a straight 10 to 15 minutes of nonsense. Right. And it's yours. (laughs) Yes. And
0: then uh, you also get the Mr. Mark After Show, which is... um, which is like ten to fifteen minutes of nonsense at the end of the Mister yeah, Mark we're basically show. Basically,
1: doing an after show.
0: Yes, that's what I said at the beginning. Um, you also get our show notes when we do show notes. Chit chats don't have show notes, but our regular Thanks. shows have show notes. so You can always <laughs> take a look at those. Um, and we have uh, various goodies that we uh, goodies and bonuses and surprises and things we like to shower upon our um, patrons um, when things are more normal. Um, not doing it so much right now, as much as we're all just kind of um, hunkering down and taking care of each other.
1: One more cool thing that we should mention, because this is a thing that has started reasonably recently. If you are a Patreon backer, you also get extra audio from Down with D and D in the form of sneak attacks.
0: Oh yes, the That's sneak cool. attack. Oh, and last thing, hmm. I'll just mention really quickly. The last thing is, um, you can also join us uh, on the Mister Mark Luncheon.
1: Lunches on Fridays. We Lunchions have are lunches. Fridays at
0: 12.30 Eastern on Zoom. Uh, we post the information in the Slack room and uh, you're welcome to come join us. There's usually like 10 to 15 people in the Zoom room um, and just chatting away, eating lunch, talking and hanging out. I mean,
1: some eating people lunch, depending lunch.
0: on your time zone.
1: Some of us are like, if I were eating, it would be second breakfast. Mm-hmm. Do, I'm do, trying do, not to do second breakfasts because I'm currently maintaining. I have not gained nor lost any weight in the pandemic. So we'll, I'm good. I'm happy.
0: Oof, you are a rodeo tonight. I'm gonna try to get to the end of the show. You are we're at 50 <laughs> minutes and you are just all over the place.
1: <coughs> it's fine. I don't have to edit it. I believe in you. Keep going.
0: If uh there's another thing you can do that helps out the show immensely. Um you, uh, can help us, uh, in our, if you listen to us, you will love us campaign, uh, by helping other people find us to listen to us. Senda's going to tell you about a way to do that in a moment. I'm going to tell you another way that already paid off a dividend, uh, in the past week. Uh, if you want, you can just tweet about the show. Like if somebody's, if somebody's like, Hey, is there a good show to listen to? You could tweet us like, that's okay.
1: We like you. I feel like at this point yes. we have to look up really quickly and um I'm sorry. Uh <laughs> anyway
0: I, you know what but I'm I'm sorry everyone. Tonight <laughs> it's your fault this tonight time. somebody's a little excited. Um, right. but what you would well, like to do thank you is thank you,
1: m- Melissa. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's what, what you would like up. to do. That is what I would like to do. But you could also leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice, because what that does is it futzes with their cool little algorithm and hopefully pushes us more up towards the top so that when someone searches for games as a hobby or pandas... I don't know if they'd want to listen to us if they just searched for pandas, but, you know, maybe, then uh, they're more likely to find us because they're like, cool, people like this show and they listen to it. So every new review we get really does actually help new people find the show, which is great, but so does Twitter. So feel free to do Twitter, too. We appreciate it It really helps so us in every,
0: in every direction. And
1: it really kind of made my day.
0: <laughs> it always does. It does It always indeed. does. It's just good. All right. Hey, Cinda. Now mm. that you're finished with She-Ra, what are you going to watch next on Netflix?
1: Mm. I have homework. your name. me what show me what, hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs.